screen. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Happy Friday. It is August 26, 2016. Sitting here with none other than Diamond Dave. Well, what I could say, I don't say uh, happy Friday. I, happy, I say happy Frias Day. It's the days of the week. I, I love to say this. Wednesday, Wednesday is Odin's Day. Thursday is Thor's Day, Thursday, and Friday is Freya's Day. Did you know that, Realman? No, I did not. Yeah, it is Freya's. So don't say, thank God it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Say, thank God it's, it's Freya's Day. Freya's Day. Freya's Day. Freya's And she's the goddess to appear to under many other names, Aphrodite. She was like the, the goddess at the beginning of it all. Freya's Day, between the, before the overthrow of the patriarchy and blah, blah, all of that. And I also like to say Shabbat Shalom. Oh, yeah. Peace. Uh, Shabbat Shalom. It means uh, peace day. And let's remember that. And hey, Roman. Yeah. Roman, I, it was good to have you back. It was good to see you. Oh, yes. It was in good front to see of, you. Uh, in front of the, uh, the federal building. Yes. Uh, for a demonstration that happened uh, yesterday. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, pardon me. It was Wednesday. Thursday was was Food Not Bombs Day, but Wednesday was uh, was a was a demonstration. It was a happening. It was a drum in, and it was about the the, the our the, our brothers and sisters from the Standing Rock Reservation. Mm-hmm. Um, they happened to be in the line of the pipeline that was going through, and they were saying no way. They put up their teepees. They got arrested. They've asked the rest of the world to, uh, the people to come and join them, and uh, they hope to start, and this uh, pipeline is planning to go, uh, uh, they're planning to put it right under the Missouri River. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like a good idea to me. No, not at all. But a lot of the Native people, Pomo people, Hoopa people, the Native people of California was there. It was drumming. It was dancing. It was community. It definitely wasn't your usual leftist uh, demonstration. Mm. What 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 was your take from there, yeah, Roman? Yeah, it was, it was beautiful to see so many people involved and just to expand generations too, and to hear from the elders and then also see youth there was really inspiring. And it, there was a good number of Native people, Indigenous people there. Mm-hmm. They had come. They were standing up. They were drumming. They were putting it off the, there, and that was happening. Uh, uh, all the way all in, uh, around the country, in front of federal bill, uh, federal buildings everywhere. This is the coming out of the many tribes mm. to say we don't want that pipeline. There are other pipelines they hope to put through too. Yes. And uh, I believe it's the time they say uh, uh, no fossil fuel. Tell me what else you heard. Um, just heard about kind of going back into the back to the earth, and really just loving the earth and the fact that the folks who are out there are really kind of fighting for all of us. And they also provided information for how folks can contribute to the legal fees as well as like camp supplies. So even if people can't be there in person, um, we can support from afar and also just to spread the word and let other folks who might not be aware since the media doesn't really seem to want to cover anything important, um, or at least honestly. Um, we can. It's also up to us to kind of spread the word and to let other folks know what's happening and to lend support. Well, in a sense, uh, on this beautiful day in San Francisco, and I think it's the first of many beautiful days that we uh, have to understand with that. In a sense, we're the media. Mm-hmm. We're putting out in a natural, don't panic, keep it organic way, mm-hmm. what's going on. And once, uh, I want to uh, thank for the first time Organic Valley Co-op, but, you know, Organic Co-op family of farms are going to be uh, um, uh, supporting the show. Mm-hmm. 
They're going to be underlining the show, underwriting the show, and you're going to be hearing more about that, and I think that's a good thing. If you listen to NPR at all, if you listen to uh, This American Life or Science Friday and so many, you hear this show is underlined by Organic Valley Co-op Family of Farms. That's milk, bread, and eggs. I know you can get it in, uh, in, uh, you can get it in Rainbow Grocery here and probably many other places as well because they're doing really well. And Dave, don't, isn't, isn't like part of your saying on their trucks? On the side of the trucks, they got trucks now, and it says, "Don't panic, uh, keep it organic." Oh, right on. So that came to me. <laughs> so Organic Valley's ca- coming home. <laughs> to the Diamond Dave. Well, show. the latest line that came to me with that kind of that kind of uh, to be repeated power was a few weeks ago, saying it's a zigzag journey, it's a spiral dance. Mm. I don't know if I can nice. see that somewhere. It's a zigzag journey, it's a spiral dance. And that's the story of our life. That's, I think, uh, my life particular, of all of our lives. When we think about it, we can apply it. Hey, what do you think? Uh, we can uh, apply it and do it. But anyway, we have uh, Blood Flower. Are you there? Yes, sir. We yeah. got Blood Flower. He's going to open up and set our wits and, uh, and open it up in a good way. Take it away, Blood Flower. Thank you, sir.
beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Just what we needed, Lord Lord. Thank you. Let's Lovely. stick around. We're now at a point where I don't know what we do without blood flour, you know? I know. Here, here. Solid. Come on. <laughs> it's true. Well, you could say, I don't know what I do without you guys. That, well, yeah, it works both ways. Yeah, of course, we're working both ways. Yeah, it's like the best way of work. That's good. That's why we said, don't panic, keep it organic. That's right. That Full means circle. working both ways, doesn't it? Hand, to me, hand, don't panic, keep it organic. Me, what, hands around the world. What? <laughs> Hands around the world. Hands around the world. What we heard. Arms around the world. Arms around the world. Imagine that. And so wherever you happen to be, whether you're listening live, streaming live, or whether you're hearing to the podcast later or before for other shows, here we be, right here in the streets of San Francisco. And the mission is on a beautiful, beautiful day, and I think that uh, Indian summers finally come. It just feels different, you know? I know what you mean. The, the season shifts here are subtle, but they are distinct in, in, uh, in, in, in their subtleties. Once you know, once you've been around for a while, and of course I go back to, the, 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 back to that generation called Beatniks, which is the 50s. 1950s? 1950s. <laughs> Just checking. Just saying. Well, the way I look. But anyway. We do have time travelers on the show. <laughs> I'm sure. I think and, Dave is one of them. Mm-hmm. And there was uh, some amazing uh, theater coming. That was the beginning, really, of some amazing theater uh, uh, right there in Columbus and Broadway. Maybe you could tell me more. Actors I'm, Workshop? Actors Workshop. That's what I'm talking about. Actors Workshop. That's what I'm talking about. And that was... Uh, Anyway, and they began to play. Everything, everybody was trying new things. That was kind of the beginning, if you look at the new beginning, if you look at it that way. It wasn't just Kerouac and Cassidy and, uh, and Jack Van uh, and Ellen Ginsberg and Gregory Corso, uh, all these dudes. But it was, uh, there was a lot more happening all the way around. And there I was, as I said before, bike messenger by day, beatneck by Oh, there's a call. Speaking of theater. theater, I believe it's a call. It's a theater, I think. I believe this is what we were talking about. Can we put this on? Hi, are you calling in to uh, talk about the show, the the show that you're putting Diamond Dave in? Well, she doesn't know about. Okay, him hang on just a second. We put Please, you on hold, and we'll bring you online. I'm uh, not. Uh, she's hoping. I'm hoping that she'll put me in. But that's uh, <laughs> but that's uh, We have the uh, 11:40 tomorrow. We have the. What do you call it? Audition. The, the tryout. The audition. Audition. audition hey, sister, is that you? It, Patricia, yes. Well, good. Well, this is the beginning. I was just talking to the folks here of a beginning of a way to show a, a play, uh, a play as it comes out. As it comes out, we can do this each and every week. But we're beginning right now. So why don't you introduce yourself and tell a bit. And it just happens that uh, Tony Riley here has a has a master's degree in theater and he knew exactly the play he's here for something else but he he knew exactly the play we were talking about but you say it what what's the play what's going to be happening okay cool diamond dave um we're doing the the resistible rise of arturo ui over at city college and it's going up in early october which is right in time for the election season and uh, it's by Bertolt Brecht, and I know a lot of listeners, especially politically-minded listeners, are big fans of Brecht, but this piece doesn't get very, done very often. I can't hear it. 
Um, this piece uh, he wrote in the beautiful. 40s as a parody, a parable, or a parody of the rise of Hitler. And um, as you know, Brecht was in exile from from the Nazis because of his socialist um, philosophies. And so um, he was writing to warn people about the rise of fascism and how easy it can happen. And the other thing that was happening for him in, in his life at that time was that he was in exile in the United States, so he was watching a lot of American movies like uh, Jimmy Cagney and uh, people like that, gangster movies. So the play is sort of working on a bunch of levels. He's uh, writing it as a 1930s gangster saga, uh, worthy of one of those movies, but he's also writing this subliminal uh, messaging about fascism, and bully politicians, and of, of course, for for us in this period of time, you there's a third level going on, like with our current election cycle, right? <laughs> we got Trump, possibly. So, and we we're um, subtle enough to see that. There we are, and so we go. And the movie, the, by the play itself, was written in 1941, right? So we yeah. had so uh, hanging over the world was uh, Hitler and Mussolini. And the invasion and where it was going to go, nobody really knew. It was a kind of a scary time because it seems like they couldn't be stopped. We had the Spanish Civil War with yep. uh, where Franco had won, thanks to Hitler and Mussolini. And so this was a very, uh, it seemed like a very dangerous time. Uh, people were, it seemed like the lights were going out all over Europe. Is that right? Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. And so, um, are you directing this, producing this play? Um, where is it going to be seen eventually? I am directing it. I'm. Uh, I've been a long. I'm a long memory theater director. To misquote my Angelou, uh, and uh, I just recently joined the faculty at City College because uh, I'm just a massive fan of City College, and uh, you know this department, uh, like all the departments in. Um, in at City College have like really been attacked by the cuts and the accreditation scandal, which has now turned out to be completely false. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we're actually in a really ex it's a, to me it's a very exciting time to join the department because uh, we've got some really dynamic veterans that have stayed on for a while, and we've got new people. And of course, we have a great legacy from um, Susan Jackson and Gloria Weinstock, who retired later. Earlier this year, was Eric Gloria's going? Last year, I should say, and so uh, we're doing it at the Diego Rivera Theater on the campus. And the reason I'm calling in so early is, in the process, is I'm actually looking for actors. Um, I'm looking for actors and actresses, dancers, or musicians. Uh, the tryouts are this weekend, so if anyone out there in the listening world is interested, City College is a great place to either come back to if you're a professional or get your feet wet if you haven't gotten started so i encourage everyone to come out so i, I and i'm a long time learner there so many years I, I what i say what i say often is that there i am at city in the city on the planet and in the street and that seems to be perfect well one thing i haven't done is that i haven't uh, been in any plays, uh, any plays there. I knew Gloria Weinstock, Weinstock, of course. I knew her before City College, up in the hate, the Weinstocks. Mm -hmm. So I have all these connections, and one thing I haven't done, and connections with Brecht, too. And one thing I haven't done is, uh, and this is not that I'm going to be in the play, but that I am having a tryout for the play, a audition, audition for the play tomorrow at 1140 
and I'm so excited to come and see what role I could play, how I could fit in, if there's a role for an old man. And then I looked at your page where you talked about the last time that was shown, and indeed there was a bunch of old men there. <laughs> is that right? A bunch of well, old gangster there, I mean, men. There's room for everybody. There um, absolutely I, is. You know, if there's any women out there listening that are like, oh, great, woman director doing old, dead, white, European male. That's oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Tell us more. But, you know, I, I hadn't taken that way, but you could. We're, we're cross-casting, you know, we're cross-gender casting. Beautiful. Because, um, as you know, some of the some of the toughest dudes in the room can be the can be the broads. So, Fuck come yeah. on, ladies, bring in your inner gangster. Fuck or yeah. politician, for that matter. So, um, we definitely want to have a very diverse Well, this is going to be amazing. So, across the board. So, um... So can uh, let's let's put out some of those details about um, time and place. Well, the, the the really essential thing is to to look at the the page that Dave's talking about. There's a web page okay. that I have on my personal website, but it's easier to access it to go to City College Theater Department, look up auditions, and you'll see there's a link to my page. Um, it's also a bit.ly link. If anyone knows how to spell out, you know, the HTTP colon backslash oh bit dot ly slash, you know, bit.ly, that's the, the beginning of a short link URL. Okay. And th this, this piece is, this page is actually labeled as CCSF underscore fall underscore show. So everything, uh, CCSF and Fall and Show are capitalized, but there's an underscore between those. Or just show up at the Diego Veras Theater on Saturday or Sunday between 10 and 1, or Monday between 5 and 7. Uh, but you'll definitely, it'll be easier if you uh, either get on that page and read more about it, or send me an email at pmiller at ccsf.edu. That's P as in Patricia, Miller as in beer, and my double L E R <laughs> at ccsf.edu. Send me it. an email, say I heard the show, I'm interested, and then I can send you a slot, or we can just have a conversation about online about availability. Very well, cool. Well, I'm doing there tomorrow, and I'm really excited. I did see on that page that you put on the page uh, around the last time that Arto was played. And there's a guy with a, he looked like an old hippie guy with long hair and beard. He was whispering in somebody's ear. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> okay, well, look at the page. You'll see him. I don't know whether he's an elder, who he's supposed to be, but it looks, uh, well, whatever fits, I'll be there. Fuck well, yeah. Well, good. And, you know, don't, Dave, Dave, don't forget the casting couch. It's traditional, so, okay, you know, well, I'm, a little there. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for anything, no, I know. for sure. I'm looking sure. forward to hearing your poems and... I'm really looking forward to seeing who shows up. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, we This is a fast process. We've only got five weeks to get this show up in time for the election, and I really wow. look forward to checking in with you, keeping the progress report going. And we'll see what emerges, I guess is the word. We're going to see right. how, you know, I was, uh, I've been said several times today, don't panic, keep it organic. That means see what emerges. <laughs> and I'll be there early on Saturday to see who shows up. Who is it who said that? Uh, ninety percent, ninety percent of success is showing up. Is that um, Woody Allen? That's Woody Allen. Really? That says ninety percent of success is showing up. Can you can you dig that? 
Good for him. Well, I hope he's good for us. <laughs> Tom out there reminds us it also means showing up on time. Well, I, <laughs> I don't guess know that's... about time. It's showing up. <laughs> I don't know you about work time. time. We got it. Now. We got to... <laughs> like the, this, uh, this, uh, this uh, de- demonstration right by, with the Indians really stepping forward, the Native American people really stepping forward, the indigenous people stepping forward, but, but it was very much on Native American time, wasn't it? They call it Indian time. People showed up when they showed up. Maybe that's where I get it from. And it, well, there's also colored people's time. There's also, uh, I guess, uh, it's all anybody's time but white Protestant time. Showing up. <laughs> being there when you get there. Yeah, that's part of what it is we are. But that's a whole different story. Hey, Mr. Don't worry. I'll be there at 1040 tomorrow. And, right, and I hope, look forward to it. And thanks for this opportunity to talk a little bit more about the project. And hopefully every more every week we can have some of the, the people uh, come on. We come on and talk about this project as it emerges and get the, the, the interest of our, uh, capture the interest of our listeners. And also to bring back a Brecht, a Brecht Renaissance. Uh, Brecht went to Renaissance because he was there. He was there. He was there as an exile. I think he wrote the play in Denmark, wasn't it? Yeah. He was already out, and he was out. Did he get to Hollywood? I think they may not. And he and Carrie. Oh Kirk- yeah, he he got to the states, but then he got caught up in Huac. They, you know, House on American. Uh, I know what you're talking about, because he, he was a hardcore. He was hardcore. He's famous. He's a very brilliant and articulate man with very good skills. But when he was in front of Huac, he played. He played dumb. He acted like a an old German man that didn't understand what was being said. And then meanwhile, he packed his stuff and he was out of the country within a week, I believe. I, I saw so many doing that. I'm old enough to remember watching on TV. Huac is the House on American Activities Committee. They used to be there and they used to be televised. It was uh, it was like a reality show. One of the first is you could sit back in your living room and watch these people ask, are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Do you ever advocate the old violent overthrow of the government? And there's these southern Dixiecrats there. These guys were from the, were, were, uh, the, these guys were Dixiecrats. They were from the south. They were uh, dumb. If I, we, can, we, we have free speech here. They're a bunch of dumb shits who are trying to rise to power on, uh, on uh, the anti-communist stuff that was going on then. I remember Howard Fast. I remember so many watching as a kid. As a kid, you could do the math. Watching this on uh, on, uh, on TV on a daily basis, that it used to be on. And I remember. Uh, I think I think I remember Brecht and Kurt Weill too. Kurt Weill wrote right. the music, and Brecht wrote the words. Am I right? Yep, that's right. And here we are, still at it. Maybe we can find some on uh, out in the cloud. Kurt Weill. Uh, uh, the, the, this, this is anyway, Kurt Weill, right, Seven Penny Opera. What? I, I will thank you for your time, and I will see you tomorrow. To be continued. Thank well, you, well, thank I you, Patricia. Wait. Okay, Patricia. thanks very much, both uh, of you. Bye. Bye bye. Oh, yeah. That's so. That's very cool. So the so again, letting people know you can go out and audition at CCSF and the Diego Rivera Theater, um, but get in touch with uh, Patricia first. P Miller at CCSF.edu. Well, she said you could just come by too. Well, yeah, but it's also good to yeah, set up go. set up a time oh, please as go, well. Please or go to, or go straight to the CCSF um, drama department website and the, follow the links to audition for the Resistible Rise of Arturo. Arturo I'm sorry, Arturo Ui.
Well, I just That's tracked you her down. I just tracked her down in the basement of the multi-use uh, building at City College. Down in the basement, I didn't know there was a basement. But I tracked her down. It happened. I thought it was coming between classes. It happened that class was canceled. So we got a chance. She said, oh, Diamond Dave. What? She knows me from the outside. And we got a chance to really talk about all this. And all these ideas flowed about using this show. So once again, the Common Thread Collective has another role to play. So to speak. So to speak. <clears throat> I was thinking that, hey, Roman, hey, you do a show earlier in the afternoon. You're like the beginning of the revolutionary hours, oh. if I may say so, here at, uh, here, at, uh, uh, here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, kind of open it up. So why don't you talk yes. to people, tell people better what you're doing. And, tell the, and you're beginning at 1 o'clock, right? Sure, uh, at noon. So for so the past, noon. it's almost been three years now, I've oh been hosting goodness. a show called The Weekly Review. And I go over some news that's been happening uh, both locally and around the world. And have discussions with community organizers, activists, and artists. And a lot of people who are doing a lot of really good work out there. Well, that, that, well, oddly enough, that's pretty much what we do as well, too. Yeah. Yes. So we're all connected. Uh, we are. Your show... A Roman show, what do you call it? The Weekly Review. The Weekly Review. And that's, uh, and then, uh, then, of, then, of course, Val, you're doing the Woman's Magazine. Yeah, and then, and, and Roman and I actually, sometimes we, we have the same guests on at different times. So yes. today, tell us about the guest you had on today, who was my guest a couple weeks back. Oh, yes, that was great. Um, so through you, I met uh, Charlie Toledo, who is with the Suskal Intertribal Council up in Napa. And we had a really great conversation about uh, indigenous folks and what they've been through in California and just resistance from the government to allow people to actually be on the land and to uh, just live their lives. So we went through like the history pretty much from like the 70s on. Uh, about what folks have been experiencing and some successes that folks have made just through doing policy work as well as protests, but really just working and standing up and fighting back against the oppressive regimes that uh, have for since pretty much since the beginning of this country. Well, one can, I guess, argue about the beginning of the con- this country, but as we know it, I yeah, think. Yeah, the, the nation. The Before. nation. Right. Yes, yes. So a lot of work that's been done to kind of fight back against uh, surveillance and other very restrictive policies that have been targeting people like native folks. Right, and 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 you're talking about surveillance, and I know Charlie was talking a lot about um, surveillance just of Native American ceremonies because mm-hmm. it was it was illegal in the United States for Native Americans to practice their religious ceremonies, and then up until well, legally it was I think it was finally allowed what in 1978 in the 70s, but but with, with lingering um, oppression, of course, uh, actually after that that. Um, <laughs> hey, religious freedom, right? Mm, um, for some. For some. For well, some. Well, we're to be continued. Yes. And this is to be continued. We've had uh, drumming here. We've had many discussions here. And that's going to continue. So, hey, man, mm-hmm. give me your hand. Yes. Hey, um, we have a little, uh, you can join us too. Uh, the little, uh, we're, we're holding hands here. now, folks. Since we're, uh, the, we're holding hands in the spirit of Native American spirit or the great spirit, the great spirit saying, uh, uh, the great spirit be with us. We're down with this. We're making it. We're doing our best to make it happen. And then all I have to say is to Kashala, all my relations. Here we are. Let the let let us continue in what we do here on Friday afternoon at uh, here at Mutiny Radio.
come on down, listen in, tell your friends, have people come down to tell you about their, tell us about their struggles. Yes. Is that what we're about? And surveillance, we're kind of under the radar, but we don't really know. <laughs> it seems like we're able to. We're also streaming around the planet on the internet. So. That's exactly right. Free, free, free in that, in that sense. Okay, hey, it's so good to do that. It's so good yes. to look at yes. you guys and realize that we've been doing this for quite some time. Yes. We have. Uh, we have. Uh, 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 and, and if people want to hear the Roman show from today, mutinyradio.fm, check out the podcasts um, for Friday for the weekly review. And again, today is August 26th, 2016. 2016. And I want to introduce now uh, Tony. Hey, Tony Riley. Tony Kelly. Yeah. Tony Kelly, excuse me. Some Irish said Tony Kelly, yeah, excuse hello. me. Hey, Tony Kelly. Hey. Uh, you've brought to you and others, but, uh, but, uh, but you seem to be the man. We were talking last week about the difficulty on the, the stuff on the ballots, how to take a look at it. So I thought we're going to make this uh, part of what we do. Hey, Val? Absolutely. We, we, like to, we, we certainly are dedicated to covering local and national elections. Um, and uh, the... The November ballot in San Francisco is is large. Incredibly Se- I large. I believe there's 17 ballot initiatives for the city of San Francisco. There are 17 state. 17 state and, and 25, 25 local. That's what it is. Crazy. I know. My goodness. I hope everybody get, makes some time to start looking at it now. Because yeah, we, we have a we have a number. There's 400. There's probably going to be around 400,000 people voting. That's right. About 400,000 they'll have various degrees of uh, understanding of this. Some will go to uh, slate cards. Some will just get in there and say, what the hell is this? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> there, will be the, there will be those. And <laughs> some of them seem to be purposely complicated, too. But we want to focus on the one that you're about. Uh, we'll focus on the one which is Proposition what? This is Proposition S. It's, S. it's one of the more popular things on the ballot. I think it's one of the easiest ones to, to understand and get and support. Well, tell us what it is. Uh, give us uh, the words that are going to be on the ballot, and then we can talk about it in your own words. Sure. The words, the words on the ballot is allocation of hotel tax. Mm. Um, and the question is on the ballot is, um, shall the city dedicate a portion of the hotel tax to the arts and to the ending family homelessness fund? Wow. And so this uh, this is kind of it's both separate and together. Is that right? It is. It is. Both these uh, both these things were funded by the hotel tax before, and those allocations were repealed by the board of supervisors a few years back in 2013. So this is our chance to get it back. Now, they, now we've had a progressive board for some time. Why did they repeal it? Well, let's go into history just a little. Uh, right? no, yeah, I, I'm part of that history. So go. To you go are. Ahead. You are. 1961 was when the hotel tax was created. It was the first hotel tax in the country. No one had one. And what actually got it to pass was the support for the arts, that part of it would go to the arts. And that was, it failed at the board before that. Mayor Christopher at the time saw it through. And there was, so there was always support from day one for the arts. In the 70s, 1974, they raised the hotel tax, dedicating that increase to low-income housing for families displaced by Yerba Buena, by the convention center getting built. Wow. So low-income housing for families and support for the arts was in the hotel tax for 40, 50 years. Then under Mayor Newsom, you remember him? <laughs> they started diverting 
some of that money away from the arts in the budget each year, saying, oh, it's difficult times, we have to have other needs. And they started moving tens of millions of dollars away from the arts every year. They did that for about 10 years. After that, the city attorney said, you know, this, this law has no real weight anymore. If you want to dedicate these funds in the law, you're going to need to get it approved at the ballot by a two-thirds vote. That was when the repeal happened in 2013. So today, there is no dedicated funding in the city of San Francisco for the arts. So by the arts, a lot of folks meant, a lot of folks meant the opera, the ballet, that section which I call the bourgeois arts. Is that right? It is, but you know, but grant, so there's still arts agencies, and, and Grants for the Arts does fund the ballet and the symphony and Museum of Modern Art, but they also fund the, the cultural centers, Ethnotech, Campo Santo, you know, the groups that are large and small. Well, the Art Commission also does a lot. They have cultural equity, and they have a very small neighborhood arts program that I think you had a lot to do with back when it was big. I did. In fact, if you walk down Mission Street, you'll see, uh, and cross 24th Street, you'll see the Mission, uh, Mission Arts Center. Mission Cultural Center, Mission, that's Mission right. Cultural Center for the Latino Arts. Yep. If you walk on Fulton Street in, uh, Fillmore, in what was called the Fillmore, you'll see it's named after a playwright. A playwright who I knew, but whose name I can't. And a uh, uh, playwright. Uh, the Burial Clay. The Burial Clay. He was a playwright who just had died, but, uh, who had died just at that time. Mm -hmm. and, and I knew him, and he was a, a popular figure throughout the Fillmore yeah. on all levels. And then we had Somar, these uh, Somar Arts, that's uh, South American Arts. Right. All of these came, plus uh, all of this came out of Neighborhood Arts, which was a council. Yep. Which the, a council with representatives of all the neighborhoods. Roberta Vargas, here in the mission, a now legendary figure and a good friend of mine, was the representative who really made that happen and many other things happened. And that was money available. That was not the ballet, not the, not the ballet, not the symphony, but to go to neighborhood arts to the community and was to be directed by a council in the community that met, I think, on a weekly basis down there at, neighborhood, at, the, community, at the Neighborhood Arts Center at Community Arts. When I first moved to San Francisco, that was part of the reason. It drew artists from outside. And the Neighborhood Arts Program was, at that time in the mid-'80s, the largest recipient of Grants for the Arts funds. That's not true anymore. In fact, we got, a lot of that got cut. And today, the city's arts agencies get less money today than they did in 1998. Hmm. Now, we're here in the mission. We're in mission in 21st. So price has gone up since 1998? I think so. I hear rumors, right? I'm pretty sure. You know? People tell me. Last time I checked, it went up to, you know, maybe a little. Just a touch, right? Well, and, we're being ironic. Uh, go ahead. No, and, then, and then think about it in terms <laughs> of low-income housing, okay, you know? Yeah. Right. And families, because that's the other thing that the hotel tax supported that doesn't today. And I know we have, you'll find out, going over the ballot. There's like seven different measures about housing and homelessness. But you know what's, what's odd is that this is the only one talking about families. Mm. And family homelessness has basically doubled since 2007. And you don't see them in tents. You don't see families. You don't see kids on the sidewalk. They're in cars. They're on friends' couches. They're crammed into SROs. One in 25 public school students in San Francisco is homeless we got to do something about this, right? Those reports, the Coalition on Homelessness did a terrific plan called the Roadmap about how to end this. It's not funded. This measure, Prop S, it brings back dedicated funding to the arts. 
It creates a neighborhood arts program fund to bring back everything we're talking about, Dave. It does a big increase to what's called the cultural equity endowment, which is arts for underserved audiences and artists of color. And it, br- and it creates the Ending Family Homelessness Fund because we are going to stop family homelessness in San Francisco in the next four years. So would there be a, a, a well, I guess to cut to the chase, how much money were we talking about? That would, uh, you know, that would be it's, it's, in for all that, it's actually not that much money by city budget standards. It moves about $26 million out of next year's budget, 1718. It then grows with the hotel tax. After that, remember, the city budget is going to be $10 billion next year with a B. So this is, you know, relatively small in the city of rising revenues each year, but it can do so much. And then this is Prop what again? This is Proposition S. Proposition S. So listen, uh, hey, folks, mark that down. It sounds like it it helped contribute to both an artist... And a committee run out of time when people are being run out of time, and where people are being evicted, right. where families are being forced to live in cars, around all, all that you just heard from him, a chance to really do something. And so uh, remember that's Proposition S. Val, do you have anything you'd like to say about this? No, I, I'm just glad that we're getting rolling on these uh, proposition ballots, and it sounds like this one is something that uh, people in the, in our community here can definitely get behind. And It's a real feel-good. We have no official opposition, no opposition in the ballot handbook. You'll see it when the huge phone book-sized ballot handbook oh, shows goodness, up in your mailbox. But, but we need what? a two-thirds vote, so we need everybody. Two-thirds you need. Yeah. So two-thirds of approximately 400,000 people have to vote yes and say, that's a good idea. Right. Let's do it. Let's bring the arts back. Let's bring the family homelessness back. Let's, uh, people ask, what can I do? What can we do? And this is one step along the way. The best thing you can do is neighbors tell neighbors how to vote. That's going to be the story, I think, of this radio show for next couple months. Yep. Really? Yes what? on S. Well, look, you're welcome back uh, anytime. Yeah, I want thanks, to, Tony and Kelly. And we're going to bring, we're going to have a number of, there's about three, I believe it's three, the three things on the ballot that are related, and all they all help, uh, they all have to do with really bringing power back to the Board of Supervisors. Am I right? That's right. That's right. And, and that's, uh, uh, well, that's a to be continued uh, for sure when they're ready. And we're trying to put, put together, uh, is there a council of folks uh, who have this common thread? I always like to say, this is a cast a wide net and find the common thread. Common thread uh, uh, who are going to get together and uh, to influence slate cards, maybe their own slate card, to help bring this about. Are you guys meeting regularly? You must be. Absolutely. And be. certainly affordable housers and homelessness advocates, artists from and big artists. organizations and small organizations and independent artists, we're all on the same page. We're doing a big arts town hall on September 26th over at Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. So we're going to okay, get 700 artists there. Year. Yep. So I'll tell you about that when the time comes. Okay. Tell us when the time comes. And I hope you guys are meeting regularly. To me, that's what's important. Meeting regularly to, to have each other's back, to find that common thread, to get on the same page. And hello. And come on through. This is a coalition that is going to last past November. That's what all is. That what's lasting past Bernie, for sure. Uh, Bernie said that he was calling for a political revolution. Well, it's already happening. Was already happening. And now he's done what he's had to do. Now it's on us here at the grassroots. Suppose they have 10,000 people who signed, signed saying they're going to vote local. They're going to run locally in their neighborhoods. The time will tell. 
it looks like there's all kinds of stuff happening uh, in terms of uh, people falling out with one another, but the beat goes on. I like that shrug. Absolutely. The beat goes on. That's not, that's the usual subjects. So, uh, shit happens, but the beat goes on because the movement must continue. Absolutely, sir. And that's what we're about here. Is that right, Val? Absolutely. And the yeah. revolution starts now. Now.
Lucid. Hey. Hey, Val, here's Lucid. Welcome back to the show, Lucid. Welcome back to the show, uh, Lucid. And we're Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We're following people's journeys. We're, we're putting it out there and weaving the journeys together and uh, weaving the journey and doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Where are you at the moment? Uh, in Moab, uh, in Moab uh, Utah. In Moab. Oh, oh my goodness. beautiful. Los Angeles. Uh, is it coming from Los Angeles to Moab? And that's where the teepees are and your other equipment. Is that right? Yeah, I got uh, 15,000 pounds of kitchen gear on a school bus and a 40-foot trailer getting ready to drive down to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Wow. In Baton Rouge. Oh, my goodness. I hope you're not alone, are you? You got a crew, don't you? There's a, there's just a few people with me right now, but there's uh, several really sharp, uh, really dedicated, experienced people uh, um, either uh, just now arriving in Louisiana or uh, going to be there in the near future. Wow, but this is a journey. This is uh, Jack Kerouac uh, talked about John on the road. That was him and just Neil Casties riding around. But you're talking about how many pounds of gear? You're talking about lending a hand. You're talking about Baton Rouge because they uh, because they they were underwater for some time. And uh, I just heard this morning on NPR that they need some help. That you're calling on people to bring what they can, and you're doing just that. What is your plans to do? So there's two more uh, tropical storms potentially on their way uh, at the moment. So they, they could be this could be the beginning of a of a bigger kind of rain episode there in uh, Baton Rouge. But uh, at the moment, the uh, the water the high line of the the high mark at the water in Baton Rouge was five feet above the 1983 record. So uh, in some cases, this is the the uh, highest ever recorded in that area, and um, it's. Uh, uh, 500 places where it hasn't flooded in 500 years uh, in different areas. So they, they didn't even have flood insurance available in some places. Oh, my goodness. That was so a near a, storm. A, just quite a devastation. Uh, obviously, nothing compared to the, the physical devastation uh, as far as the personal uh, deaths in uh, Katrina. There's just bodies in the street in Katrina, and, and there was less than 20 people killed at this, this flood this time. But... Um, the uh, the destruction of homes. There's something like forty thousand homes destroyed, and um, just off of rooftops by helicopter and boat, there was twenty thousand people rescued. Wow! So it's been a, an amazing, uh, just tremendously large uh, uh, storm and flooding already, and the the effort has already been quite large. So I'm driving there right now with the bus and the trailer. I'm hoping to be there on Monday or Tuesday and coordinating with a lot of other really sharp individuals who um, uh, have who had been there for uh, Katrina, actually, in well, some well, cases. Well, I was there for Katrina. I was there for Waveland, Mississippi. I was there when we went to uh, uh, Felipe's bus, the Kid Village bus, and other buses. I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about uh, the uh, other buses came down, and we began that first circle. And uh, not, uh, not in New Orleans. At that time, they were letting people out, but not letting people in. But in uh, uh, the, the, in uh, Waveland, Mississippi, uh, the Rainbow family and others joined us. I believe you heard about that. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, a tremendous effort. And um, on the way over, I just picked up some uh, some more 15-gallon uh, soup pots. So we have a a 220-gallon capacity for wow. for making uh, just soup and rice and beans and cheese and things like that and. So we have we have quite a lot of 
support and energy and everything's coming together and there will be uh, just we're trying to put a, a food truck, uh, a refrigerator truck together at the moment as our last kind of obstacle, but everything is just coming together really smoothly and really well and I look forward to being able to uh, tell you about what's going on on the ground on Friday, uh, and next I, Friday a week from now. Oh, this would be and I hope you reach out to Organic Valley Family of Farms. Because we, we have, and uh, there's food on its way. That's what I'm talking about. But whenever it happens, and we, then we were in, uh, uh, then we were, of course, in the Superstorm uh, as Sandy. We were there. There was 11 Ovens people and other people. Uh, Tenali really helped make it out. I believe you know our brother Tenali really helped make just, that uh, Just holding counsel with Tenali uh, last night, maybe the night before, we spent some time talking about all the logistics of the thing. Oh, but well, because wow. he's had the experience. That was Union Beach, uh, uh, New Jersey, and it was called the Superstorm Sandy. Well, maybe I'm going to have to go down. I don't know. It sounds really, uh, really... It's, I'm thinking, oh, no, I'm in school. Oh, no, I don't school. I'm an old man. I'm in school. But this uh, this is up there now, right up there with the level. I'm sure glad you're doing it with what we did at the Katrina, what we did at the Superstorm Standy, and now you have a chance right here to show what we can do right there outside of Baton Rouge. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, amazing. I just uh, uh, left L.A., flew down from Alaska and left L.A. a couple oh, of goodness. days ago, and I put out a kind of uh, an announcement on Facebook and social media and Twitter that I'd be heading out there and uh, set up a PayPal account for people to send donations. And um, already in the past couple of days, I've uh, received a lot of encouragement and support and, uh, and donations coming into the, to the uh, PayPal that I'd put together. So it's, it's really wonderful to see the support from, from all over the country. And, and what's the PayPal so that people can, uh, can support if they're listening? It's a, a to, to support Shining Light Kitchen directly is uh, paypal.me slash lucidlorax. All right. Paypal.me slash lucidlorax. Paypal.me slash lucidlorax. And that, that goes to the uh, Shining Light Kitchen directly. And uh, one of the things I was mentioning about uh, kind of the difference is that we don't have any, like, administrative costs. None of it goes to personal um, you know, personal food or items or fundraising or anything. It's just uh, uh, being a small and dynamic organization is able to put uh, 100% of the money that comes in directly into feeding people and helping out with the flood, which is a thing that's often really difficult for large bureaucratic organizations like the Red Cross, where they have not only in some cases waste or completely misplaced tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in large disasters, but don't really set up... Um, kitchen facilities of that type of thing and then often have to pay for the bureaucracy to function so it's kind of one of the advantages of donating to a, a small and dynamic organization as you know 100 percent of the money goes to the cause intended and i know you brother i know how dedicated you are i know well uh, well with on your own uh, on your own uh, funds you uh, came, went back to alaska because you had to went back to la came to no no became to moab with no thought of uh, profit with yourself, but thinking of uh, making it happen in that tradition. Hey, is our, uh, have you talked to our sister, Eloisa? I haven't. She's uh, in a different course of life. 
okay, a different course of life, but I still feel like, well, I'm in this course of life that you are. I guess I'm right here in San Francisco, putting it out there, and we'll be getting a regular reports you, from you, hopefully every, every Friday as this develops, and as people are listening to it, we'll hear how it develops and be, be able to uh, say, I think I'll make, don uh, make a donation to helping make this happen. And, and either, I'll be putting uh, updates on the, the Lucid Lorax YouTube channel uh, pretty regularly starting about Monday uh, when I'm getting close to, to the Baton Rouge. And I'll be putting up uh, video updates uh, every day or a couple of days. And I've uh, mentioned that I'll, I'll put a link in the description um, for total transparency of the money that comes in and then the money that's spent I'll be able to demonstrate uh, kind of a total transparency to of put it out so that everybody's able to see what happens with it. To hold up those receipts like that. Look, I had to go to Walmart. This is what I got. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Yeah, And uh, this is what I got, and you'll see your hand and your fist in your hand, and you'll be <laughs> holding it right up. This is a new well, age, brother. It would just be a, a link in the description, so I'll put up video updates showing, like, interviews with people, interviewing uh, FEMA, All of uh, that. other agencies showing what the kitchen is doing. Uh, talking to other people who are there with the kitchen, and then just as a quick link in the description, I'll have screenshots of the of the PayPal um, intake, and then uh, screenshots of of receipts. Uh, so being held in your hand. A quick thing, yeah. but so the people feel confident with the the transparency. Of You're amazing. The well, it's amazing that the fact that we can do all that. This is amazing. How we stand on the shoulders of those who came before, kind of Rainbow Family, Katrina. Uh, the Superstorm Standy, and now they're in uh, Baton Rouge. Guys, you're on your way to Baton Rouge. I, I, I just, it just staggers me. I'm standing here staggered. Look at me, Val. Staggered <laughs> right here. And quite, re quite related also to these uh, tremendous uh, storms that we're having with increasing frequency is the, the plight of global warming that we're seeing um, being taken on uh, with things like this Bakken pipeline up north in North Dakota. And I, I put a um, a good briefing on the entire idea of the Bakken Pipeline and the blockade on the Lucid Lorax YouTube channel. There's a, 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 a fairly good briefing that can get people up to date on what's been happening with the blockade and uh, show what, because that's the corollary. That's how this is happening. That's the reason that we're having these record storms so frequently is because of the, the uh, atmosphere being superheated with the burning of fossil fuels at an increasing rate. And so people are trying to fight that at the source just right. north of Baton Rouge, up at this uh, Sacred Spirit Camp in North Dakota. Right, there is that, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking at that video now. We might play it once we get off the line. That If people go to YouTube and you look for Lucid Lorax, you'll find, they'll find the channel. But the first, uh, um, the top uh, video posted there is that one. It's Dakota Access Pipeline Blockade Briefing. And I was watching another video recently about um, a a town or a place down right there on the on the gulf um called dulac and yep. uh it's a it's a town that who's who's it's basically going underwater people who you know are adults there now and have been living there their whole lives they said you know there used to be like a, an island that was about you know three miles long just offshore and it's not there anymore um it's underwater um and and the shoreline is is rapidly coming in um there's been so much offshore drilling that it's going uh, you know down into the earth and and um 
and the, and a lot of the uh, you know the the natural barriers of mangroves and stuff have been removed. Um, so it's this mixing of salt water. It's like destabilizing the land, right? So you're bringing in uh, salt water is flowing into what was what was fresh water um and it's just kind of uh sinking this whole it's like creating a new ocean um so yeah definitely that the the gulf coast um is the the front lines of of climate change that we can really see uh happening in this country Said you're representing this is uh, this is uh, amazing that we're being able to stand just talking but yesterday uh no thursday night I was uh, Thursday late afternoon and early evening. I was at an amazing, beautiful demonstration for the Fed federal building that the uh, Northern California Native people are doing the Pomos and Miwoks, and other. We're all there drumming and dancing and putting out the information about North Dakota, so people are getting connected. The the, the tribes are getting connect, connected across the country. And this is a Northern California drive, drive right in front of the federal building. And here you are. And our sister Feather has also done a debriefing about it, too, which is going about North Dakota, which is going on and going around. So people are people are, uh, are picking up the banner are showing the flag, are saying uh, where this is not only lending a hand, but also building resistance of a new movement. Am I right? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's amazing I love you, brother. seeing how quickly the information can spread about um, an issue this important and to see people come from all over the continent so rapidly to address it. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing, heartening. It's, it's incredible to, to watch this transformation in human consciousness. And I call this hipstery. History, and it's not in the books yet. We don't know when or where it will be. We have history that you find in the history books. Her story out of the, uh, uh, from the women's movement of the 70s, uh, her story. And now we, what I do, I call hipstery. You know, that is, this is the underground story of you and I and how everybody is connected. And this is also the part and parcel of the role we can play here at Mutiny Radio. Hey, eh, Val? That's right. So anyway, brother, keep on doing what you do. Call me, call us, and we'll talk to you about this time uh, next Friday. And you're going to give us a progress report. Uh, is, is that right? Wonderful. Yeah, I'd love to. And I'll, uh, I'll keep you updated on the, the block and pipeline if you're interested. I'll get some information about that. Perfect. They've, uh, they've just been meeting in Washington, D.C. The hearing was put off until sometime before the 9th. So they're going to re-decide. They're going to decide whether or not to continue with the uh with the pipeline uh, sometime before the 9th of September because there was hundreds of protesters that showed up to the to the hearing in Washington, D.C. I bet. D. Hundreds, so hundreds of people. It, just like we had uh, over and over with uh, the KXL pipeline, uh, the same type of resistance is happening for the Spocking pipeline, and uh, it's being pushed back little by little. Right, well, hopefully, yeah, and I can say, yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is a to-be-continued. The movement goes on. And hey, Val, hey, everybody, hey, Lucid, this is what we're about, to put it out there to the people, and now it's going to be on a podcast as soon as this show is over. It goes on a podcast, so people can access it any time of the day or the night, 24-7. Right. So, Radio, FM. Okay, hey, Val, th- hey, Lucas, I-, I love you, Lucid, I love you, brother. Keep on doing what you do, and we'll be doing the same way, and we're we can doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Take a, uh, I see a bunch of people outside. There are, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play um, his video 
the Dakota Access Pipeline blockade briefing uh, that Lucid Lorax put up there on YouTube um, just a couple days, five days ago. It's already gotten almost, um, it's already gotten over 2,500 views. And uh, let's see what's, what's we got here. Dakota Access Pipeline. The Bakken Pipeline, or the Dakota Access Pipeline Project, is set to run 1,172 miles from the Bakken Formation down to Illinois. After several years of protesting that resulted in the halting of construction of the Keystone XL Pipeline, the Dakota Access Pipeline Project has received full regulatory permission to begin construction in just a matter of months. The $3.8 billion Dakota Access Pipeline is slated to be the same length as the KXL and carry the same volume of half a million barrels a day. But Dakota Access is a unit of energy transfer partners out of Texas that has former Texas Governor Rick Perry on the board and was granted the powers of eminent domain by the Iowa Utilities Board, a three-person committee appointed by Rick Perry's friend, Iowa Governor Terry Bronstad. So ETP was given the power of eminent domain to take land away from private landowners to build a for-profit private pipeline that rivals the Keystone XL in length and volume. The primary concern, besides the superheating of the atmosphere as a result of the burning of fossil fuels that's endangering much of the world's ecosystem, is the Bakken pipeline route takes it through forests, farmland, sacred native land, and across the Big Sioux, the Missouri, and the Mississippi, in some cases multiple times. Even though pipelines are said to spill less often than the notorious bomb trains, they are found by the International Energy Agency to spill three times the volume. Enbridge, a stakeholder in the Bakken pipeline, just spilled 1.2 million gallons of oil into the Kalamazoo River six years ago, which ended up being one of the worst inland spills in American history. And now they're trying to assure us that they can operate a 1,200-mile-long pipeline without similar incident. Since the pipeline was approved in late July, more than 1,000 activists, including the actress Shailene Woodley, have come from all over the country to help physically blockade the construction of the pipeline. Since the creation of Sacred Stone Camp, 28 activists have been arrested, including 12 people on August 12th and 6 on August 13th that included the chairman and the councilman of the Standing Rock Reservation. So many busloads of protesters were coming from native reservations all over the country that police set up traffic checkpoints to turn away anyone suspected of heading towards the blockade. Until on August 17th, Dakota Access agreed to remove its machinery and halt construction of the pipeline until a hearing could be held in Washington, D.C. on August 24th. And so the fight for a clean energy future continues. To support the Sacred Stone Spirit Camp, go to GoFundMe.com slash Sacred Stone Camp. To learn more or to get involved, go to Camp of the Sacred Stone on Facebook, at Sacred Stone Camp on Twitter, or for more content like the video you just watched, subscribe to the Lucid Lorax YouTube channel. That was an excellent report from Lucid Lorax. Lucid, we haven't met in person, but you are fantastic. I'm so uh, heartened uh, to use the word you used earlier um, by your work and what a succinct report that was so if people are out there listening um, I'm going to put that link to the to that video um, on our Facebook page Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio here in San Francisco uh, sending peace and love to everybody around the world um, and uh, supporting the Sacred Stone Camp and supporting the Shining Light kitchen 
very cool. We're so we're so pleased and 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 uh, and blessed to be a part of all these things happening and all of these and a, kind of a nexus where all the voices, all these beautiful voices, can come together here on the Common Thread Collective. Play a little more music, and we'll be right back. We've got a full house of folks here today. Um, we've got someone tuning up on a guitar. We've got a, a few other poets and visionaries hanging out here at Mutiny Radio. You can come down and join us. We're at 2781 21st Street here in San Francisco, California, right at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets in the Mission District. Uh, Joseph Stewart out there on stage. I think he's ready to rock. Alright. This is Roll Your Own Radio, folks. Just so you know. Warm up. Hello, one, two.
rambling. I got rambling all on my mind. Mexico 
Every day you take a step outside your door Just to scheme and plan for a little bit more You were making a killing Moving up the wall You were making a killing You were out to take us all Out to take us all Flow, you got your foot to the floor. Another wayward rider bound to Mexico. Yeah, maybe now you get your ass on the line. Cause baby, you want it, and you make it so fine. You were making a killing, moving up the wall. You were making a killing. Baby, you were out to take them all Out to take us all Out to take us all I trusted you I should have busted you I gave you everything you wanted Trusted you, I could have busted you. I gave you everything that you need. I trusted you, I should have busted you. Yes, I should have. Thank you. Hey, that was, uh, I think we needed that. Yeah, it's always good to have the blues. The blues. In other words, you're always welcome back, Joseph uh, Stewart. Is that right? You're always welcome back, brother. Yeah. Thank Look you. Easy. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, Charlie over there at Martin's, Martin the Forest. I'm trying to get something together to go over there and entertain those people over there. And I think he's a great guy. Yeah. Oh, Charlie and Martin DePores have known yeah, for years. Yeah, all those people, man, you know. And for years I did an open mic then. Did you? And once a month we had an open mic, and there's so many talented people, plus you and uh, Martin DePores. Go on back when you go there, talk to Charlie, yeah. tell him we want to bring the open mic back. And oh, Diamond yeah. Dave, I was the MC for the open mic that open mic there for years. Yeah, we need stuff like that. Well, let's do that. Hey, brother, well, let's do that. Come on back next Friday and give us a report as to what they said, okay? What Charlie said. Martin DePores is a collective, is a democratic center, used to be Catholic worker, it still is worker, but not necessarily Catholic worker. And uh, Charlie is the person, Charlie is the human being uh, who makes that happen. That's for sure. And I see him at the Rainbow Gathering. I see him around at the real demonstrations. Charlie's the man. So come on back uh, next week, will you, and give us a report to what Charlie, you could bring Charlie. We, uh, tell him you're, uh, that you were on Diamond Dave's show. Do you hear me? <laughs> Diamond Dave. And we say, come on, Charlie. Well, uh, let's bring back the open mic. Is that right? Let's do it. And uh, people will come. 
There was food. It was, well, that's what I used to say: food for the body, mind, and spirit. What I say is the only free lunch with an open with a poetry read, or the only open mic open mic with a free lunch. You take it either way. So let's make that happen again. Hey, Richard. Hey, Dave. What's going uh, on? How you be? And Val. Always good to see you. Great to see you, Richard Sanderell. Welcome back. You're so uh, much part of what we do. Two things. Um, uh, I don't know if anybody knew Judith Litke. Judith Litke. Uh, Charles Litke um, uh, and her married. Uh, she was involved in the 70s until her untimely, well, not untimely, she passes when it's time um, exactly. um, but she passed this past Wednesday uh, she was involved in the refugee uh, movement here uh, was always involved pretty much in the 70s with uh, what was going on in Central America uh, Charles Litke was a Congressional Medal of Honor winner uh, was pinned on on him by Lyndon Johnson uh, but during the um, um, uh, Central American crises uh, uh, he uh, uh, he uh, <coughs> He returned his uh, Medal of Honor at the wall and stated why. So um, he was also a member of Veterans for Peace. So I'm sure Charles is uh, hurting pretty much right now. Um, but uh, for those who knew her, um, you know, I only met her a couple of times uh, in my travels. Uh, but um, Charles also was uh, involved in a lot of the, uh, a during the 80s of, um, doing fasts, uh, which didn't get a lot of play, of course. Um, but anyway, and the second thing is uh, Dan Brady, I think, has got some retirement plans eventually coming up. And uh, he's sort of putting out a call to anyone out there who might be interested in taking over Sacred Grounds. It's on every Wednesday, so it's a pretty big job. But if you're into it and you want to be a facilitator for poets and to keep the thing going, uh, please come out uh, on Wednesday at 7 o'clock at Sacred Grounds and meet Dan Brady and uh, maybe have a conversation with him. So, wow. Uh, all right. All right. Well, I've got uh, three poems, two short ones and uh, one medium. And the medium one I'm going to read is um, one of the ones that I won, but I, it's, just, it's just a prayer that I, I sometimes want to repeat. It's a little bit like a mantra, I guess. But anyway, it's Crying Wind, and I don't know if anybody remembers me ever reading this, but it's Crying Wind. After tra traveling underground, I arise into the light. I hear the chaos of our lives, but underneath the sound of the drum, the heartbeat of pain, passion, racing. Escalator pushes me off. I turn and see the drummer. Aged by the streets, this sad-eyed native with the blues chants and drums that drives the dancer. This aboriginal dancer dances from past memory, drowned in alcohol, fueled by fury. This dance is his protection. He bobs, weaves, hands pump, jabs, eyes blacker than the deepest caves, long, dull black hair blows at his face, sticking to his skin. Divorced from himself as well as his people, he dances among the Americans with their manifest destiny eyes, who only see just another couple of drunken Indians. I know this dancer. He would pick a fight so he could feel something, anything, even if it was filled with hurt. His name was Crying Wind, and this is how he lived. 
I will truly never know all the things that drove him to this, but I do know this man was robbed. There is a story where one character who complains about all the drunk Indians. The other answers maybe he ought to be glad they're all drunk. Imagine what would happen if they all got sober. And I, I so long for that day. Oh. I think of that when I think of being on the red road, which I am, which is the warrior path. It's the sober path. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's aimed particularly at drunk Indians. You say we're warriors, but we're drunk. And the fact that, uh, as you said, longing for that day. And I'd, I know in myself I would be a very different human being as a, if I continued as a drunken fool. So by all means, I can feel you, brother. Give yeah. us another. All right, this is a new one. It's called Boomer's Cocoon. Oh. Uh, I was at Caravitas the other day, and I started going on a rant, and Boomer's Cocoon came out, and I was talking with E.K. She said, that's a good one. You ought to write a poem. So here it is. Yes. E.K., uh, uh, our family keeps on growing and growing. It's amazing. It just happens organically and naturally. Take it away, brother. The Boomer's Cocoon. Baby Boomer's Cocoon, as elders seem to do. Some prefer their position. Perhaps generations are like this. Sticking to their own, they can relate to their own times and experiences. The regret is not all following generations know our stories. They may learn from their parents, but those are only part of the stories told. Baby boomers are not all in a box, nor are, they, uh, are other generations. Some gain praise, recognition, and are thanked for coming. Imagine that cross-generational pollination. Conversation culminates in new poems, writing, stories. Baby boomers, you're not dead yet. Stop cocooning together. Spread your wings and fly with youth. Yeah, Richard. <laughs> As one who the baby boomers began just a few years after I came on the planet, I came at 37, they came up probably at 40, 41. I can understand it, and I can see it, and, and it's uh, definitely, uh, definitely necessary. I think you had a third, some third thing you'd like yeah. to do. So great, my Richard. Uh, so good to have uh, you here. Baby boomers, get out of your cocoon. Stop yeah. cocooning. That's right. And, but that reminds me of the movie Cocoon, where like the... The uh, the senior citizens are like going to this pool and they they end up with these it's like outer space like alien yeah, pods that are like yeah. giving them all this youthful energy. It's kind of a weird movie. Well, <laughs> well I'm not. Side, I, I, don't want to, I don't want us to revert back to being 19 years old. What I'd like to see is like I keep talking about mixing it up, cross generational. Well, pollination. that's what we're trying to do right here, you brother. Know, look we're, around. We're, I am not divorced from a 17 year old or a 19 year old or a 80 year old. You know, we're all. Well, that's what this, we hope for. Part of this, you know. I think so. that's why we call it the Common Thread Collective. Yeah. One of the reasons I call it the Common Thread Collective is as. Uh, uh, as a man soon to be 79, to uh, soon as be 79, uh, but I say learn to love, love to learn, this never ends. And that's what you're talking about to me and about all of us, to all of us. Like common thread, we're keeping it organic. I keep repeating myself. Give us another. I think all you right, have another. This is called Weeping Vets. <laughs> I'm sure you can figure out what, what I'm talking about here. When? It is early evening, and the next war of the continuing wars is about to begin. Vets from previous wars meet. What will they do when this new war begins? 
It is early evening and the next war, the continuing war, begins. The television sound is off, pictures of Baghdad are on the screen. Protesters are marching down 24th Street chanting. Everyone knows George II war, war is about to be orchestrated for the public viewing. It is early evening and the next war becomes the war. The television suddenly explodes and becomes alive. Bombs bursting through buildings, people filled with destruction. But for those who play video games, who knows what they think, as well as the tech heads who help bring and design smart bombs. It is early evening and the war continues with bombs bursting in air, ground. The voices on 24th Street erupt and veterans know what is befalling humanity. The Usan Empire in the following days, with millions marching across the empire, told everyone that they can take our protest. But in short, go fuck yourselves, because George II told us so. Shut up and go shopping. And we did. While the night of the new war, the veterans, the veterans wept. Wow, Richard, and I know you're coming from yourself, a veteran. Hey, David Grace just came to the door. Some of you know him. I think you do. I didn't see him for a while. He got off his bicycle, and he said, it's been a, uh, this is a late birthday present, Diamond Day, but I want to give it to you. And what is it? It's a, uh, it's, this is a, it's a beautiful piece of art, too. It's a, it's a, it says it's been discarded. Right, from the Mechanics Institute, oh. Mercantile, uh, the Mechanics Mercantile Library, I yeah, believe yeah. you know them. Yeah. Mechanic discarded. And it's called, this is, it came out in 1969. It's called In a Time of Revolution by Walter Lowenfels, who was like a first generation of revolution. He was another one who was dragged in during HUAC because he was a member of the Communist Party or close or whatever. But anyway, and so it's an, it's an anthology. And I opened up at random. And here's what, I, what came to me. What came to me right at random. Wow. It's called Ellen Katzman, Poems from Oklahoma. Who is Bernice? That savage impulse I go to on my three-day pass to town. She drinks. She farts. She loves me. We, caro we carouse in bars, drink away her flesh and her three weird sisters, Topsy, Flossie, and Gina. They sew a, sew a garment for us. One weaves, one unravels, one cuts. Who is Bernice? Wild Indian of Lawton. Love, when I'm away, in the way, way, when, away when I'm away, she waits in bars, explaining her drink. I love that big Jew. When she left me, after a month, I went wild, and all the sergeants said that Apache Dito waits for all men. She's been pregnant three months. Oh, who is Bernice? If I stuck my arm up to the elbow, there would only be the wind. If I stuck my arm up to the elbow, there would only be the wind. So yeah. good. This is 1969. Yeah. Walter Lowenfels. And I was alive then. In a time of revolution. I was too. I was definitely involved. That was the last time I could say that it was music in the cafe at night and revolution in the air. Now it's happening again. It looks like. It seems so. And here we have... I'm Robert Jackson. Robert Jackson. We talked to you on the phone last week. Is that right? Yes, sir. How are you? And now I see you in a beautiful tie and a nice shirt. 
coming here. And I think you're here. You brought a friend along who's going to be in a CD that you're putting together. Is that Actually, right? That's what you do. That's what you do. We're talking about Kyle Glenn. And oh, Kyle, he's, he's right there. Kyle. Taller, younger brother. And yeah. I featured him at uh, Music City Studios on a prior show, and he's going to come back on October 8th. And okay. Play again for us. Okay, so he's perfect. Here in the studio today. Oh, and nice. we're talking about uh, uh, somebody else was here talking about the last Friday at Music City Studios. Is that right, Val? Yeah. Well, we had well Robert called in and uh, to talk about uh, Music the City Music City Studios, and then we had another guest who was here that Tyler brought in. Tyler, of course. Um, another Kyle, actually, I believe, um, who who's put on some putting on some shows there as well. Every so month. it's all coming up. Uh, Music so, City Studios. So another place that we have our connections to. They're coming together. How we don't know, except time is right. So anyway, Robert, what do you have to say? I see you have. Oh, uh, I just brought some notes, but we could talk about this after he plays. If well, that's uh, that's a good idea. Hey, here he be. Hey, Kyle. Kyle Give us Glenn. a couple songs. Kyle Glenn. Hi, my name is Kyle Glenn. With, uh, I'm oh, also hey, called Taller Younger Brother. Um, this song is called This Summer. Uh, is that a little loud? All right. stronger getting out what I've been keeping in trying to hold on to visions of tomorrow but I'm not sure where to begin I've been working on getting stronger getting out what I've been keeping in trying to hold on to visions of tomorrow but I'm not sure where to begin Cause this summer I'm leaving But I know one thing is true I don't want to be leaving If I'm leaving without you I don't want to be leaving If I'm leaving without you myself on the daily asking if this could be real I've been reading those notes that you've been leaving trying to forge some nerves of steel and I've been thinking about what you said when I asked you to come with me you said darling don't be foolish there's no place I'd rather be so come this summer I'm leaving But I got nothing to lose Cause I'm leaving But I'm leaving with you Yeah, I'm leaving But I'm leaving with you 
Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dave's talking from the other side of the room. <laughs> All right. We got another one for you. This one's called Feeding Time. I wrote the script, but you didn't learn your lines. I was of rehearsing, transformed into wasted time. I forgot we were co-starring in this portrait of you and me. You always preferred improv to get at what's really underneath. So come inside. Please come inside. It's feeding time. picture but I was standing too close pieces don't fit together when you're only focused on the strokes I forgot we were sitting for this portrait of you and me you always used a full palette to get out what's really Come inside. Please come inside. It's feeding time. It's feeding time. And you're telling those stories again about the man I used to be. Now I'm keeping my eyes down low because I can't bear to see. Yeah. 
And he said, well, see, you know what I see, Val? You know, I see uh, people that, uh, people the first song, they're just getting into it a bit, getting used to the second song, which was your second song. You're really rocking out, talking about the man you used to be. Well, I look, I see a young, very young fellow here. The man he used to be couldn't have been that far away. And it's feeding time. A uh, young fellow. How old are you? You're about 23, aren't you? Uh, a little bit, little bit more. A little bit more. Why well, you, you certainly? Why do you have a third song? You like? Yeah. And so, and so, wait a second. So, so Kyle Glenn, you also go by what is it? Taller. Younger brother? Taller, younger brother. Taller, younger brother. What a great, that's a good title. I like that one. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've got a taller, younger brother. <laughs> I've got, I've got older brothers who are taller than, the, than our older brothers. <laughs> so, kind of. Um, so, very cool. So, you're actually going to be featuring, right? Is it, is it the October 8th event that, that Rob Correct. was talking about? Yeah, I'll be October 8th at uh, Music City SF. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah, a third song if you've, if you've got one uh, right. uh, ready. This is, to an, this is an older song that I played with a band called Fennec. Fennec, like the fox. Getting too big for this town Getting so tired of just hanging around Wanted to meet the man I could be They turned off the lighthouse so I took to the sea When I left town you were young and fair Your cherry red lips and your golden hair But I knew you were not for me When they turned off the lighthouse I took to the sea That cold wind moans Tears through my clothes Carries me your prayers And it whips away my tears That man, he nearly let me drown Tied me up and held my head down Spent every Sunday on my knees Cause when they turned off the lighthouse I took to the sea That cold wind moans Tears through my clothes Carries me your prayers And it whips away my tears
think it's time I got back home Time to lay down these weary bones But the night is closing in on me They turn off the lighthouse and I can't see Girl, I hope you've taken care Wanna kiss your cracked lips and brush your faded hair But it's a grave of cold rocks for me Cause when they turn off the lighthouse I took to the sea When they turn off the lighthouse I took to the sea When they turn off the lighthouse I took to the sea When they turn off the lighthouse I took to the sea When they turned off the lighthouse I took to the sea Wow, Amazing, that was brother. beautiful and haunting and all at the same time. <laughs> what, hey, why don't you, hey, uh, Glenn, why don't you come in here and join us in here, in the studio? I think we might want right. to talk to you a bit. Yeah. What the heck? This is all the Common Thread Collective here, MutinyRadio.fm. We're here at 21st and Florida Streets in the Mission District of San Francisco. And uh, if you're listening and realizing that this is live music, um, you can come down and be a part of the show, too. And I uh, said, turn off the lighthouse and took to the sea. Hey, like Glenn, uh, you've been amazing. Glenn's wearing an orange T-shirt. Yeah, Kyle. And it says on his T-shirt, it says, start something. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're about, uh, that's for sure. Absolutely. Anyway, so uh, you're, you're putting on this show. Your role is to bring the people together. Is that right? Yeah, I'm uh, celebrating my CD release, and I've been doing this for a long time. This is like my 50th showcase, so uh, yeah, put on quite a few bands. Yeah, just got to go on and more. Nice. And now so, we're talking to both uh, Rob Jackson and, and Glenn. Kyle Glenn. So the CD we're gonna, is... We're going to uh, shut that door yeah, so we can... Uh, <laughs> the CD is... Uh, yeah, the CD you. is Glenn? My project's called Last of Analog. The Last of Analog. Uh, the uh, CD's going to be called Shred. Shredding so I've been it. doing a series of events lately. They're called Thread, and then the events each get subnames. So the next one is Shred. So it's the release of the album. Well, I want to invite you to include uh, all of this, and in which you already are, in our Common Thread Collective. Uh, <laughs> be part of the Common Thread Collective. And hey, let's take advantage of the time we have with Kyle Glenn because he's got a bounce at five, and he's oh, he does. a fabulous musician. Oh, I, yeah, I amazing great. dude. It's <laughs> a young-looking guy. So what's this young kid gonna do? And then you came up and shredded it. <laughs> oh, thank you. On the common thread. Thank you, brother. So where'd you come from? Where do tell us where'd you come from? I'm tell from, us. I'm from Bob Portland, Dylan Oregon. was from Hibbing, Minnesota. Where are you from? Portland, Oregon. From Portland. Yeah, I'm living in Oakland now. Oh, you live in Oakland now. So you're pursuing your common thread, which is getting your music. I mean, these are these are your songs yeah. that you're getting out there. And they, they talk about what some kind of agony of going through, all women, blah, 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 kind of thing. It's a lot they of, come yeah. agony. And I don't know how realistic, how, how realistic they are, but you can or cannot tell me. Well, a lot of them are about, like, leaving places or going places and uh, about leaving home and coming home. And I recently took a trip across the country to try and find my next home and I came back to the bay because 
I just couldn't, couldn't resist it, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so it's funny. I write a song about leaving, I left. I but wrote songs about back. coming back when <laughs> I came well, back. You came lady. back. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Thank you. Uh, yeah, another uh, young Bob. Well, I, I'm uh, young Bob Dylan here. Uh, and I uh, I just took my trip across the country. I went all the way to the I go to the Rainbow Gathering every year. You oh, hear very it? nice, yeah. And uh, this year we were in the Green Mountains of Vermont. Oh, beautiful. It was so beautiful. And then I got a chance to do my own traveling, of course, on the way in Missoula. That was rain. <laughs> uh, Minneapolis, my hometown. Uh, and then, uh, the, then the Green Mountains, then down to New York City, my daughter, Grace. And then Philadelphia, where I happened to be. We came down with our, some of our kitchen equipment, our kitchen bus. We could feed a lot of people. We just were talking about that with with uh, Luta, with uh, with Lucid, uh, being able to bring our kitchen equipment and feed the people totally off the grid. That's fantastic. So we were feeding the people there uh, across, uh, across this... Uh, Super Arm Street, where there's lines of cops expecting people, I guess, to give a, a, a tax on the, on the convention center or something. I was just there to feed the people and talk to people and see where we go from here. <laughs> and since a lot of these songs are where we go from here, kind of, yeah. uh, with a little, in the lighthouse, the lighthouse and, uh, but you're going out in the sea. Take to the, the sea. You're in the dark sea. Which yeah. is, is kind of like, uh, it's kind of like smile. playing on that, that, that old... You know, adage of when you know when the winds fail, take to the oars. But like when the lighthouse fails, take to the sea. Yeah. Right. That adaptation. So have you got a? Um, so you're gonna be playing at the Music City Studio show on October 8th. But where can people find your music? You can find me at TallerYoungerBrother.com, and I'm yes. on Facebook and Instagram, TallerYoungerBrother. And uh, yeah, I've got an EP coming out called Party at the End of the World in September. Cool. Well, yeah, when that comes out, you're welcome to bring it back here and we can, I mean, you can perform it live or we could play a CD and uh, whatever, whatever, whatever kind of media you've got, plug something in and uh, Sounds great. release that to the, to the streaming around the planet on the internet here. This is awesome what you guys have going on here. Well, I thank you, and thank you for using our equipment equipment so well. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's uh, you're never quite sure what's going to happen next yeah. um, with the equipment. But we still have Rob here too, because um, I know. So Kyle Glenn, TallerYoungerBrother.com, just sang us three amazing uh, songs. I hope you guys check them out. Um, but Rob, uh, tell us a little bit about the track we're going to hear from uh, Last sure. of Analog. Sure. Um, that track was produced uh, by myself and Robert Morales at Borderline Studios. And um, basically, uh, some of the lines are about a call to action, uniting, and um, there's a line in there that says, we can turn the tide, so it's about reform and uh, not being a hypocrite. And uh, you never know when it's time to go. It's talking about we could, we could just drop at any moment, right? Um, which actually happened to me once when I was dehydrated. I completely passed out, and it changed my life forever. <laughs> but yeah, Look in your eyes. I can see that you're telling the truth. Yeah. And uh, the other uh, part of that song, Don't Waste Time, I'm talking it's kind of a political statement about an empire that's kind of decaying. So we have a chance to do something. So this eyes thing kind of ties in my personality a lot because I kind of look out and, and see things and interpret. I'm an analyst, so I look and kind of analyze our culture and society. So this song is my artistic expression of what I'm seeing. Awesome. And, and what's the name of the track again? It's called Eyes. Eyes. All right, Eyes. here we go. Oh, yes. Well, that'd be a 
today to make it a better way. What are you gonna do today to make it a better way? Do you wanna share some time? Awesome. That was Eyes from um, Robert Jackson's newest album, Last of Analog, which is the CD release party is happening on October 8th, right? Perfect. Perfect. And uh, just so you guys know, Music City Studios is at 1353 Bush Street here in San Francisco. So that's going to be October 8th. Kyle Glenn's going to be playing there, and a, f- a few other people are going to be playing that night. Is that yeah, right? Lucky Dog's going to be there. Um, do you remember some other people? There's going to be a bunch of artists. Like oh The place is going to be really dialed out with artwork and uh, it's going to be all night so seven o'clock it's all ages come on down very cool well, thank, i'm so glad you came down here to the community radio to today look at this guy and look at this daddy machine up here is that daddy machine daddy machine uh, daddy machine he's a friend of yours do you bring him in He's my adopted brother. He's your adopted brother. <laughs> I wonder why. Look at this dude. This All right. Keith Richards has nothing to do. Danny Machine. Dude. He's been living a life. <laughs> Someone had to say And anyway, so anyway, uh, I want you to keep coming it. back. We have now to October to, have to bring people through. October 8th. To bring your own work through. Mm. And uh, we've been all together, and we can all come together October 8th. Is that right? Come back. I'll talk about my book next time. Yeah, come on all back. Right. We'll read from we'll your be book. here. You're always welcome, dude. And now you yeah. see how we roll, right? And now and we're all pretty well. There's not a bunch of bullshit you have to go through. You just come to enjoy it. Yeah, us. happy to. Thanks. Nice yeah. to meet you. And, and uh, yeah, welcome. And here be welcome to the common thread. Look at him. I wish we had video sometime. I wish we had live video streaming so you could show this brother because he knows I see he's been around, eh? All right. Are you ready, Eddie? We are ready, Eddie. All right. Take it. You can hear me? Yep. Good. <clears throat> Urban folk, please forgive the frankness of the lyric. It's just the way it was. Between. Turning tricks, sucking dicks is what she used to do. The intersection in the road, 
turning tricks and flicking bitches all she knew to get her by. Between the white lines, sometimes she fell in love, sometimes she died. Turning tricks and sucking dicks is all she knew to get her by. Between the white lines, and when her looks are faded, all her dates are dated, she might remember someone who cared. Someone who is not there anymore. Because turning tricks and sucking dicks is what she used to do. The intersection in the road. Cleaning them, flicking pics is all she knew to get her by. Between the white lines, and when her looks are faded, all her dates are dated, she might remember someone who cared. Someone who is not there anymore. Well, and oh, hurt. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. I focus on the pain, the only thing that's real. The needle tears a hole, the old familiar sting. Tried to kill it all away, but I remember everything. What have I done, my sweetest friend? Everyone I need goes away in the end. And you can have it all, my empire of dirt. I will let you down, I will make you hurt. I wear my crown of shit upon my liar's chair. Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair. Beneath the stain of time, memory disappears. You are someone else, but I'm still right here. And you can have it all, my empire of dirt. I will let you down, I will make you hurt. And if I could take myself a million miles away, I would save myself, I will find a way. Okay. Every day, every day on this planet, over 30 wars are being conducted. Dogfighter. Down in this trench, things don't make sense. Hey, buddy, got a cigarette liar. Fire me up, I'm a dog fighter. And send me out, I'm a dog fighter. And the fighter jet, it comes in low. There's a napalm bomb in the afterglow. There's a burning village in the aftermath. And it's full of death. Your flag 
and I trace your path. Napalm bomb in the afterglow, and there's a burning village full of death. And I see your flag, and I trace your path. Since things don't make sense. Hey, buddy, got a cigarette lighter? the machine that was that was what a cool treat hey thank you for being here that was really fun that was really cool and then you and the, you had that uh that um johnny cash version of the nine inch nails song kind of uh acapella there this is streaming around the planet on the internet on mutiny radio Dot FM here, straight out of Mission in San Francisco. Listening to the Common Thread Collective here, Mutiny Radio. I'm Global Val here with Diamond Dave, and it's been a cool show already. And oh it's, my a, it's a little bit after five o'clock, so we've got about another mm, 40 minutes or so, 30, 30, 35 minutes or so of the show. And we've got um, a writer here, uh, Pearson, Pearson Boone, Boone, who actually came came and stopped by while you were out of town, Dave, yeah. and then uh, came back today to uh, share some fiction, I believe. Oh, oh good, uh, good to see you. I was crossing the country. And now I'm back, and you're me, Pearson Boone. So good to see you. Yeah, Give us your story, Pearson. <laughs> thank you. This is called Spider Bite. 
I've been so hungry I can hardly stand myself. It's been raining two weeks straight since I got to San Francisco. I'm fighting the chills all the time, burning up an appetite trying to stay warm. Past few days I've been roaming the streets looking for something to eat. Candy, donuts, cookies, sugar snacks are cheapest. They only make my stomach sick. So I throw in for a sandwich and hit up a taco truck. Next thing I know, I've blown 20 bucks. Stomach's still growling. Yesterday was this Chinese buffet at 8th and Irvin off the end line. I stuffed myself rotten, watched cars splash past in the rain, thinking how this could be my last hot meal for a while, that every night I go to bed hungry and wake up starving. I loaded up another round of sweet and sour chicken, cleared my plate. I hate it turning my back on that steaming buffet. I hit the door feeling full of shame. I think about finding work every time I see a help wanted sign in the window. I think of all the things I'd have to do in order just to get the job, then all the reasons why I'd have to quit, how I'd break it to the boss that I couldn't stay on. Reminds me in a way about this kid I went to school with. Spider bite, the kids called him. Had a big old welt growing out the side of his face. Like a cartoon where somebody gets whacked with a mallet, a big red lump pops up shining. Kids asked him, what happened? Curious, you know, never seen anything like it before. Small town kids, never been anywhere but to school and back. Whole families that never left the doorstep. Spider bite, he'd say, spider bite. The kids all laughed at how he said it, I guess. Fast, two times. He'd look at his shoes, cheap white sneakers, waiting it out, pimpled faces, crooked teeth, laughing. He was a nice kid. I never wondered what happened to him. One day he was just gone, to another school maybe. I don't got it so bad. I could land a job if I had to. I got no college, but what good's it do? Everybody went to college works at Starbucks. And I know too, someday it could be me with that bite. Wouldn't be the same thing, maybe worse. The other day on the 7 bus, I seen this guy lying across three seats. People were standing. It was rush hour. No one touched the guy. No one said nothing. People got off. I got a closer look. He had a hood on partway. White guy. Half his face had been burned bad. Maybe his crack pipe had blew up in his face, but you just never knew what happened to him. I catch myself sometimes, looking over my shoulder, stumbling over cracks in the sidewalk. I hear my old man's voice in my head. Don't be looking for death, he says. You'll never see it coming. No matter how bad it gets, I hope I'm never hungry as I'd have to be to eat a taquito from 7-Eleven. My goodness. Pearson, is that a true story? <laughs> it's fiction. Oh, well, I'm not. It's fiction. What? But it, that sounds like what happens to a lot of people. They come to San Francisco <laughs> expecting warmth. Expecting a warmth, expecting what they expect, that it's never too hot, never too cold in San Francisco, so they're told. Yeah, and you Ex never know what's going to happen next, right? Expecting, a, finding that residue. They heard about the beatniks. Well, that was the 50s. <laughs> they heard about the hippies. They were the 60s. Maybe they heard about us freaks of the 70s, and they heard something's going on. They heard an artistic, poetic renaissance was going on, and how they could find it easily and join up, and they'd have a renaissance of their life. And what how they're living is pretty much how you said. Word. Word up. <laughs> well, look, you must have a bunch of stories, don't you? Yeah, working on a, a novel form. Yeah. Okay, well, I want you to add radio form to it <laughs> because this would be a good thing to uh, use that to practice your spoken word because it just blew that. Hey, sister, here's that story blew me away. Thank it you. took truth to me to some ways. I've lived that way some days. I've uh, some days. I thought some days, one day, they're, they're part and parcel of my past and what not been through, and I was also trying to feed my kids as some, it was, uh, some days as well, which I had many. You've met some of them, but some of them may, Val. My kids, my black and white kids in a city that kind of looked down about that, both sides, and uh, 
and going to the nuns, going to the nuns. And now they're in their third. My oldest son is 50. He's a great bass player. Ubi, he made it. He needs to come back. He can play the blaze, food, blues, funk. They're all doing things with their lives. But, but a lot of that too, a lot of that that we went to, what you were talking about going through, we went through, and uh, there it was. That was up in the hate as well. That was the 70s. Well, that was the 70s on Hate Street, and they also called me the mayor of Hate Street because mm -hmm. I was doing all that too. We had the free, we had the, uh, we had the free lunch where everybody would turn up uh, uh, Monday through Wednesday at Hamilton Church, and everybody would turn up there. A few old beatniks, what's left of the hippies, gnarly old hippies, veterans of a forgotten war. Uh, the punks, this is the, the 70s coming into the 80s where, where punk rock was rolling on. Maybe you heard of it. <laughs> so punks and skinheads, punks and skids would all turn up at our, our free lunch on Friday and everybody would eat together. And if they, your character had known about it, <laughs> that would have been a good place to be. You'd meet people, see people, meet next hippies, punks and skids, all sharing moves. Yeah. And then uh, for you, for the writers, I, I was the host. All that's happening, my kids bring food home, my kids as well. When I was the host of the only, the only poetry reading, uh, the only reading, the only open mic, because uh, there were guitars, of course, with a free lunch, or the only free lunch with a, with a uh, well, only free lunch with an open mic that was happening then up in the Haight Hamilton Church, and they wiped it out. They said too many people were coming. They pulled the plug because the feds were paying for it, and the people who lived up the hill pulled the plug, and then they passed the sit-lie law, making it illegal to sit or lie on the street, and that was Hate Street, and that was some of the same people you're talking about yep. doing it. For sure. And so all these things were brought to me by what you said. By, and that's what a story is supposed to do. Is that right? Yes, thank you. Like, uh, that may, that's, that's called reality. Yeah. Reality <laughs> fiction. Yeah, exactly. We'll start a new genre called reality <laughs> fiction. I like it. Did it happen reality to you? Reality fiction. Yeah, did it happen to you? Well, not necessarily, but you came close enough to, it, to, to you to see it. And anyway, uh, sisters, so I'm inviting you back. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome back anytime. Thank you, Val and, and you Dave. And let us know what you're up to and uh, new things you're coming out with or places you're going to be reading or all of the above. Well, you're kind of, I don't know if you're just starting out in the city and kind of imagine that. Huh? Is that true? How long have you lived here? A few years, like three years, not long. Well, that's, yeah. uh, well it depends. I've been here since 1957, <laughs> pretty much on and off. And... Well, well, I know, Dave, speaking of writing, we've got the library lady um, who's up there and it's going to oh, read us she? something, I believe. And she's she's over there at the Mission Branch Library on Bartlett Street and is always coming in to let us know about events and, and interesting things going on in the neighborhood. And occasionally she graces us with reading a poem. So, uh, Allison, yeah. welcome back. Hi, everybody. Um it's really good to be back. Um, great to see Val and Dave here together at the Common Thread Collective. My favorite commons right here. And thank you that you let novice poets attend. I have a poem called Purple. And I've got a wonderful guitarist back here named Joey. I'm going to let him open first. 
purple. Purple for the people lost this century. So many multicolored, many layered, so often undocumented, like a fiasco. Could it go any more wrong? So many went too soon. This poem is purple because when they go, I feel and I see their blood. It's red with a hint of blue for my sadness. We lost big people and little. Poets, musicians, artists, good friends from the community, and fathers. I lost two this year. I think of some of those poets I miss so much. They hang out here in the neighborhood. One of them was named Joey like this man. There was Whitman and Jack, David, Carlos, Alfonso, Vampire Mike, Eli, long ago and just last year. I see purple for that prince that we loved. I feel it more and more. But this purple poem must end soon. I think of a friend I miss so much, like a grandmother. She planted purple irises. I think she's still doing that in Prague with her poems. Its rivers run purple at night, like her eyes. Thank you, Laura. That was really sweet. That was really nice. I like that you got to read with the music. Thanks, library lady.
That was a little Jimmy Cliff, Save Our Planet Earth. And uh, you're listening to the Common Thread Collective here on MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco. We're at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets here in the Mission District of my. And I know that, well, we've had a great show already. We've got a, a little while longer. And I see that Diamond Dave's up there. He's got a book open from the book he was reading from earlier. And uh, Joey's uh, strumming on that guitar. Multitasking. Now, I just got a call from Stan Osborne. He's on this peace walk. The peace walk's ended, and he needs to have some volunteers. There's food for everybody. He's going to call back in 10 minutes. So that could be uh, blah, blah, blah. And the blah, blah, blah is this. Hey, Val, hey, everybody. I think it's been an amazing show. So many people have showed up with so much talent. One of them was not that he showed up. He didn't come on by talking about David Grace. He said, I have this belated birthday party for a birthday present for you. Or it's an early birthday present. I'm, I'm, near, I'm nearer to my 69th year, 79th year, November 12th, Scorpio, than I am to my back, uh, to back in November last year when I turned 78. And of course, well, you've heard this before. I've said it, but I'll say it again. I haven't said it to you, sister. I'm saying to everybody, just before I turned 78, that was last year, Soon to be 79. I'm thinking, oh, an old man now. It's all over. All the images, all the stereotypes of what it meant to be 78 years old when I was like in my, in my, in my fury, in my prime. This is what I was thinking of. Takes me more, to, uh, time to, more time to think of words. In my prime at 24, 25, 26. When I thought I was, uh, I was standing on top of the world. Find that Bob Dylan song. It's not Bob, but it's a try. It's a, it's not his song. I'm standing on top of the world. 25 to, and when somebody said to me, "What'd you think? What'd you think it'd be like to be 78?" I think, "Oh my God, old man, all over, just straggling down the street, just a shell of his former self." And I was thinking that. And then the spirit spoke to me like she does. And she said this. She said, learn to love, love to learn, this never ends. I said, that's right, fuck yeah. I'm gonna keep on doing it. And that's what I'm doing right here, bringing the people together and every, every week here at the Common Thread Collective Mutiny Radio. Am I right? Am I right? Fuck yeah, let's hear it. Oh, let's be alone. So here's the poem from a book called from a book called In a Time of Revolution. Walter Lowenfels, whose time of revolution was the 30s, there's a time for him, he was 78, 79 then. In the time of revolution. This is a beautiful book from the from the from the mechanics library, right downtown. At a time when the when the public library is not accessible to regular people. Rich people had their library, and so they started the Mechanics Library. And they're still there, they're still having events, and it'll still be a fine library. But this one says, discarded. It was discarded enough to be handed in my hand, and he read, hey, Walter Lowenfels, we read this for, for all those who suffered under the Un-American Activities Committee, we talked about that, we talked about uh, that, and we're re-emerging. It's a second coming, that's the name of the poem by John Morgan. I see a woman of America, 
standing with child heavy in the afternoon, dangerous eyes and a dark face, slowly rubbing the swollen belly, feeling the kick of life under your palms. To what bloody future do you swear this emerging egg? What terrible messiah will burst from the famous curve of your loins to tear the crosses from the walls and raise mighty arms in praise, in praise of humanity? Domiscus Dominus Viscum, Dominus Gofriscum, shake them down, God. They might have something dangerous hidden in their ragged coats. These fiery-headed youth screaming under your shocked and wary eyes. These angry lambs with only truth is now and only sin is love. You fear their love, and rightly, for it is their very compassion, it is their very compassion for the living that'll hang you on the cross of your own making. And leave your corpse rotting in tomorrow's air. Santi, 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 the sheep of the streets with wolves in their bellies. The sheep of the streets with wolves in their bellies. Anger and fear, like blood and ice. Anger thickening in the air of sorrow, and few and fear melting in the sun of tears. I sing death to you, King. My words like a common butcher's. Knives slashed through your ears. You don't want to hear me, for I have knelt at the altar of the Black Mass and chanted your name in a curse that you might feel the fire you unleash from places of hiding. I call for the weeping sun and the exploding air find you cowering and carry you to the darkening field of your church. Ugh. It was 1969. It was a different time. I lived through that. It was a time when Bob Dylan sang, was about to sing, music in the cafe at night and revolution in the air. carry you to the darkening fields of your church for your own vultures to dip their savage beaks into the dust of your soul and shriek with untamed and shriek with untamed uh, feeding and shriek with untamed feeding in the roaring dark. 
calm of noon, she'll find flowers sprouting until the until the calm of noon she'll find flowers sprouting again in the canyons of America. Back that was 1969. That's a slice of life. That's the way people were feeling back then. Up there, we had the peace. We had come through the peace and love summer of love, 1967, on Hate Street. Peace, love, and that was coming out. That was coming out as that next generation. We had the death of the hippie. And that next generation, where we call her, never call, we gave up calling ourselves hippie. Somebody else had named them. Some some columnist named Herb Cain in the in the in the San Francisco Chronicle named us hippies. And then we had the death of the hippies. So many people left. Went up to Mendocino, Humboldt County, began to grow the herb, good herb, in communes. Began to buckle down, button down, and grow the good herb. And the, and the cops are coming over in helicopters, trying to fight them, and they continued, and we continued, but we began to call ourselves freaks. And the smell of revolution was in the air. Thanks for bringing it back. And thanks to David Gray for bringing me this book. But now we're entering a new time. A new time. A time when we can say, love will get you everywhere, hate will get you nowhere. Love will get you everywhere, hate will get you nowhere. I'll leave you this. And what came to me, what came to me from the Spirit, when she said, it's a zigzag journey and a spiral dance. That's a zigzag journey and a spiral dance. And thanks everybody for coming in. This be the Common Thread Collective. We say revolution is again in the air. Not as quite as uh, the spirit is different, but the, the guy we're talking about peace, love, and understanding. But we're not going to back down. Is that right, people? Where's that saw? In fact, uh, maybe you could find to take us out a little bit of uh, of uh, medicine for the people. That'd be good to take us out. Medicine for the people. He says. He says. Oh, you hear him say it. Love is in the air. I'm badass, dude. I'm gonna speak the spirit of love, but I ain't taking no shit. That's uh, that's Margaret, and uh, let's let's go out with some little. Uh, thanks everybody coming in, and hopefully we can play some. But uh, did you know? Uh, 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 do you know medicine for the people? Good, because I believe it fits perfectly with what we're about and what we've been about today. Is that right, Val? That's right, Dave. And uh, so beautiful. Val, take us away. Yeah. If you guys want to keep playing for a minute, that'd be really that'd be really cool. I know Bloodflower will keep playing. Spiral dance. I like to end. I like to end the show with a poem. Where's Bloodflower? He's out there. I like to end the show with a poem, and I also want to invite everybody back next week. Um, because next Friday is my birthday. Dave's talking about turning 79. I'm certainly nowhere near 79, but uh, you have to come on down here live to find out. Maybe I'll tell you how old I am, and maybe you just have to guess. I like to I like to pretend to be timeless. So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Do you want to play? Do you want to play? Yeah. All right. Bloodflower's going to play. Nice. I'm so I'm so I'm so lucky to have um, such cool people all around. Um, it really makes life grand. I come down here on a Friday not knowing exactly what's going to happen. Well, we never know exactly what's going to happen, but sometimes I really have no idea what's going to happen, and um, and I'm always uh, pleasantly surprised. And it's a real privilege and an honor to be here and uh, help host this show every Friday. So I hope you come down next Friday, September 2nd, and we're going to have a birthday party from right here on the Common Thread Collective, 3 until about 5.45. So here's to timelessness. Here's a poem called Calendar. They've tried to redefine time by putting it in a straight line and calling it clockwise. Digits in sequence, winding and waiting down the red line, conveniently painted on the pavement. It's an order of artifice, carrying an air of correctness until it becomes questionless. When in fact, it has supplanted actuality. A thousand suns could tell us which way to look for morning. But the subtle and unsettling oversight is the course of the moon running what would be called counter. But clearly, it is the marker, orbit and watcher, seamstress and friend, putting the pattern before us. Thanks everybody for being here today. It's been a beautiful Friday. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the early birthday wishes. Um, I'm going to make an event and put it on Facebook so people come down, play some music, and read some poetry. Um, It'd be great to have everybody uh, come on down to Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, right here at the corner of Florida Street, San Francisco. And, uh, yeah, sending our love around the world and to all the good people um, who are out there working on behalf of the common good. We are the common thread and you're beautiful. Melt my heart in Monica snow. I will go to the volcano. Melt my heart in Monica snow. You waist deep, yeah, get barreled. All the gifts return tenfold. I will go to the volcano. I will go to the volcano. Melt my heart, Monica Snow. Melt my heart, Monica Snow. Hell, good thing I don't require much. What it makes it easier to move and stand straight up. A little tough love and a gentle touch. The more I struggle, the more I'm stuck. All the less I speak, the more I know. Faster I move, the slower I go. I will go to the volcano. Melt my heart, Monica Snow. Water my horses like it taught me to. Water my horses like it taught me to. Spirit guides, yeah, the spirit moves. Spirit guides, yeah, the spirit moves. 
I water my horses like it taught me to. Water my horses like it taught me to. The spirit guides and yeah, the spirit moves. Spirit guides and yeah, the spirit moves. Your hair like sweet grass braided through. We stay busy, we always do. My developing stay new consciousness. Endless roads, nothingness. The city's filled with emptiness. Crowds that face this ignorance. I'm over it, I'm over it. Pull up my anchor, sail my ship. Countless ways to feed my kids. Countless ways to Just when you thought there was that we were wrapping up, which we are soon, um, we've got a call in coming in from Stan. Stan, welcome to the show. Tell us what's going on. Hi, I'm involved in organizing a free dinner with free entertainment in uh, the Mission District of San Francisco, and tonight we need uh, a few more volunteers and anyone who wants to eat our dinner and see our entertainment, and we could also use a few more performers. Lend a hand. Lend a hand. Where is yeah, this going to be? Tell us, uh, uh, tell us where we can come and where the, our, the our listeners... the corner of 15th and Julian which is one block from 16th and Mission. The address is 110 Julian, uh, St. John's the Evangelist. I thought you were there. Yeah. So you're going to be outside in the churchyard, is that right? Uh, Well, people can sit in the churchyard, but the performance is inside in the sanctuary. Oh, St. John's, they've done done many good things for a long, long time. And And who are you? Do you guys have a name? Yeah, we're called Volksküche which is uh, a play on a German term that was invented in the, in the 80s for folks' kitchen is what it means. Oh, you're the we folks' do, kitchen. Yeah, we do free entertainment and free food together. Oh, that sounds, volunteers. That sounds wonderful. And uh, you can, people get to come at 6.30 or so and uh, join in. Is that right? Right. If they come at 6, we start serving around 6.30, but we, we could use volunteers earlier. We're expecting 50 extra people because... The Mission Walk Peace March is ending here, and so all the walkers are going to be hungry, and okay. so we're expecting 50 extra people. Those are the folks who uh, walk around uh, every week or every month or so, right? They come out of the churches, Protestant churches. Yes. Oh, yes. I know them. Well, there's not. Uh, there's usually eight or so, and it's usually fun to see them. And that seems like a great idea and a great place to end. This is the after party. Hey, folks, we have yeah. an after party, a lending a hand after party at 15th and Julian. You can't miss it. St. John's Church, uh, right there. right. Uh, that's where I first got began to get sober, where I met uh, there in the churchyard, Friendship House, Native Americans. And they uh, and uh, they would say, okay, I, I just walked in. I listened to the drums. I followed the drums in, and they let me stay you for know, a while. Maybe Aztec drummers, they march with uh, the march sometimes. But that was the uh, getting sober drummers. That was people started celebrating from Friendship House, which is up the street, yeah. uh, 90 days of sobriety. And I, I, had, I didn't even have one day of sobriety. Let me tell the story. And I walked in, and I said, oh, well, you're going to have to leave. I said, why? They said, they said you've been drinking. And I said, what is this? This is in St. John's Church in the churchyard. And they said, well, we're in Friendship House. Uh, uh, Native American, uh, uh, wait a get well center. They said, when's the meeting? And I and they said uh, they said there's one tonight. And that was uh, that, that was the, uh, the, the that was their take on AA, which is called the Red Road. And that's where I started my Red Road then. With that, now it's 16 years. And I end with this. Okay, let me say it once again. This is St. John's Church. This is the kitchen, the people's kitchen. Is that right? 
Oh, yeah, Volkskuche. People's, the people's kitchen. kitchen, the folks' kitchen. People are invited to come and lend a hand, come and participate, come and eat, come and do all three, food for the body, mind, and spirit tonight. And let me, I want, that gives me a chance then to end with the prayer, which is the Red Road. I'll see you there, Fred. But listen, this is the Red Road prayer, which I started right here, there, which uh, the place which is now the folks' kitchen. And I didn't realize that it was the beginning of 16, now 17 years of sobriety. And it goes like this. And we begin the show with this. Hey, brother, thanks for calling. And it's been an amazing show. And here's the prayer, people. Great spirit, whose voice I hear in the wind, whose breath gives life to the world. Hear me. I come to you as one of your many children. I'm small and weak. I need your strength and wisdom. Let me, I won't, I won't, let me walk in beauty. It's also called the beauty way that's translated from the Lakota. And that's what we're about, giving a hand to one another, helping one another, and, and this be the beauty way. What we're about is what happens here. It's got nothing to do with money. It has to do with the people coming together. Do you hear me, Stan? Yes, I do. And, and I know the people, and so uh, Stan, now I know, now I realize where you are. I knew, I knew you when you were teaching at San Francisco State. Is that right? Yes, I used to do that. And then I do at the at the uh, at the flower shop where I live. And now here we be, Stan. I love you, brother. I'll see you soon. I'm gonna come on right. down there. I'll be there by six thirty. All 630. right, I love you too. Bye. Anyway, well, wow, it's a perfect ending for the show, is it not? Absolutely, and we hope people will go down and and volunteer there at St. John's One Ten uh, Julian Street, there at Fifteenth Street. Um, free food, free entertainment. They need more entertainers. So if you're listening right now and you're like, oh, I'm at home, I couldn't get to the Common Thread today, go on down and uh, play some music or do something for the folks down there um, as they enjoy a meal and community. So that's the that's the word here, Common Thread Collect. Um, we are doing it as we do every week. And so uh, thanks again for uh, being part of all this. Peace. I will go to the volcano Melt my heart in Monica snow I will go to the volcano Melt my heart in Monica snow Get waist deep, yeah, get barreled All the gifts street turn tenfold I will go to the volcano I will go to the volcano Melt my heart from on a chaos snow Melt my heart from on a chaos snow Hell, good thing I don't require much What it makes it easier to move and stand straight up A little tough love and a gentle touch The more I struggle, the more I'm stuck All the less I speak, the more I know Faster I move, the slower I go I will go to the volcano Melt my heart from on a chaos snow
water my horses like it taught me to. Water my horses like it taught me to. Spirit guides, yeah, the spirit moves. Spirit guides, yeah, the spirit moves. Water my horses like it taught me to. Water my horses like it taught me to. Spirit guides, yeah, the spirit moves. Spirit guides, yeah, the spirit moves. Your hair like sweet grass, pretty do. We stay busy, we always do. Mother Bellabing's day, new consciousness. Endless roads to nothingness. The city's filled with emptiness. Crowds of faceless ignorance. I'm over it, I'm over it. Pull up my anchor, sail my ship. Countless ways to feed my kids. Countless ways to route my trip. I'll harvest this and replant it. Harvest this and replant it. Oh, 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 oh. Like when the mother met the father, kissed the horizon, and gave birth to stars. Or when the lovers turned into thunder, then came the breakthroughs, then came the storms. I'll keep traveling till my heart finds peace But even when it does, I'll keep moving Cause there's so much to see Ground beneath bare feet I love the dark, little loneliness My greatest teacher, peacefulness The wolf I bear, the forest with The ever-present kiss of mindfulness How compassion wets my every step But if I do shimmer and reflect And hold my shield up, must protect What a suffered heart, suffered neglect How initiate this son of God Make us work and feel each part. Make us work and feel each part. Initiate this son of God. Initiate this daughter of God. Make us work and feel each part. Make us work and feel each part. Nurturing my Jurassic heart. Galaxies and these birth marks. Initiate my father God. Let him die, let him move on. Initiate my mother God. Let her live forever strong. Like when the mother met the father, kissed the horizon, and gave birth to stars. Or when the lovers turned into thunder, then came the breakthroughs, then came the storms, then came the storms. What a beautiful life, looking through these eyes. What a beautiful life, dreaming with this mind. Without the lens of mankind, without the crutch of my sight, I can pierce through the night, surrendering to the most high. I can reach to the heights, I and I and I and I. What a beautiful life. 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 What a beaut
What a beautiful life. Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, 
country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk, come together with music from around the world, with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio, when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for Free Minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamylicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local